0: This is Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield from The Lind Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings and your legacy can all suffer. With over 12 years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management and much more. Now listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Michael Mansfield to help you find out how to be financially tuned.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Financially Tuned Radio. I'm your host, Mike Mansfield. I'm a certified financial planner right here in the middle of Ventura, California. As always, got my good friend here, my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, thanks for joining us. This is your lucky day, my friend. Why is that? I'm titling today's show. It's going to be Tax Reform and You. And me? I don't mean. Me personally? And just That's you. awesome. I know. So I hope you brought your tax return. We, we, we can take a peek at gonna it. We're going to
0: discuss my personal taxes on the show today. Woohoo. If that were true, we wouldn't have Woo-hoo. any listeners left, probably, or
1: maybe more.
0: They're, they're excited yeah, to already, figure it out. They've already tuned yeah. out. Yeah, no, that's not Well, look,
1: you know what? Uh, You know, a few weeks ago, tax season passed. Most people got all their tax returns turned in, unless you're one of those naughty pants people that does an extension. But (laughs) why not rehash it? We've had a lot of tax changes happen since last December, and we don't want to forget about this stuff. We don't want to lose sight. So here we are, my friend.
0: We are here. And tax reform and you. It reminds me of that old, uh, the Smokey the Bear, only you can prevent forest fires. I was always like, exactly. Me? it's all on me. We're in trouble. Um, uh, what about the fire department? Um, anyway, anyway, uh, no, that's I get it. I'm just kidding. Now, um, this is important, though, because tax changes. A lot of things are changing, right?
1: Absolutely. So let's back up in time here. December 22nd, 2017. President Trump, he signed the Tax Cut and Jobs Act into law. It was passed by the Senate at that time. I think the vote was 51 to 48. Bada bing, bada boom. And here we are. Now, the cool thing was when they created the new tax reform laws, it didn't affect 2017 taxes, which was probably just good because it was December. The year was over. It's too hard to try to panically adjust and figure everything out. And then also rolling into you know April tax season, because the laws weren't in effect just yet, everything was kind of the regular state of the union. So we had kind of a normalcy period, but hey man, new year, new normal, new laws. That's why we got to make sure that we're being aware of them.
0: Well, yeah, and this has been a popular topic of conversation, uh, especially since we just uh, went through tax season, and I think this is good timing to talk about this today.
1: No, it's huge. And, you know, it's always important to understand the backstory. I mean, the backstory story here is, is they're trying to make taxes simpler. They're trying to motivate corporate growth and a lot of different things. I even went in as I, as I was reading about tax reform and I pulled um, the main two tax writing committee, the House of Representatives, the U.S. Congress Committee, the ways and means, because they put out like a little inventory of why do we want to do this? <laughs> and so here, here are the main reasons why they wanted to do this. The The bill was created in hopes of making the tax progress process more simple. Okay. So that's cool. Yeah. Taxes are easy. Cause let's be fair. They're a little complicated, right? The, the tax Just IRS slightly. books a little thick. There's a lot of moving parts. Um, you know, and so we want to make it simpler. They definitely wanted to preserve the mortgage interest deductions. Cause that was a big sticking point, certainly emotionally with people. So we want to preserve that cutting the individual mandate penalty tax for opting out of healthcare. So, you know, in the last number of years, there was a penalty assessed if you didn't sign up for government health care and or you weren't incredible employer coverage. So you're being penalized and they're saying, well, you know, let's not hassle people that hard. So they want to do deal with that. They increase the standard deductions. We're going to talk about that probably quite a bit today, Tony. I'm sure you'll be excited for that section. <laughs> And, uh, you know, they wanted to give more support to American families and improve savings vehicles for education. So those were kind of the, we'll say at least what they told us, big ticket items that they were covering. So there you go. Wow. Just end the show there. Well, that's a lot. That's a
0: lot to go over. I mean, but it's a big, it sounds like a big tax reform or a big tax bill. I mean, it's been a long time since there's been any tax reform, uh, of this magnitude, right?
1: You're right, my friend. In fact, I think it's been about 30 years since President Reagan that you've had this level of tax reform. So this is considered really the most significant, the most comprehensive piece of tax legislation that's come out for decades. So no, you're right. This is huge.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it is big. Now, from what you know, uh, what's this going to mean for us as individuals?
1: Well, I think that, that's the great debate. The reality is, Tony, everybody's different. So the size of your family, the amount of income, all types of you know, certain circumstances, nobody's alike. There's going to be different impacts for everybody. Some people are going to hell, this is awesome. Some people aren't going to be so impressed. I mean, heck, you can go already and some people are already seeing more paycheck, even though they make the same amount of money because employers went in in February and started adjusting the brackets and the withholding rates. So... Some people are seeing the value of this, but how it manifests on a tax return, everybody is going to be very unique. That's really why we want to understand all of the nuances. Heck, let's be fair. Tony, would you argue that that taxes are oddly easy and anybody can do them? Um, Well, no. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) You know, taxes are complicated. You know, that's why we hire professionals to do them. I mean, even even I sometimes I I like to get TurboTax every year and I use it for a lot of different reasons as I'm working on client scenarios and just just so I can have the calculators and everything working. And gosh, the stuff is confusing. There are a lot of moving parts to it. I think what's important about that is even with tax law changes and without them. You need to work with financial professionals that know what they're doing. That work and focus on law changes, focus on information change, and can give you the most up-to-date advice. That's kind of the problem we have around here. You know, I I was listening to something the other day, and then a a client actually brought something else that in an article that someone had written. You know, and you you get a lot of these these people, these financial professionals, these insurance agents, whoever they are, that that love to sell fear. I'm going to sell you fear. If I can make you scared of the stock market and scared of fees and scared of everything, maybe you'll buy what I'm selling. You know what I sell, Tony? What do you sell? I sell hope. Ah. <laughs> I sell That's hope. Awesome. I want to Pizza, help actually, you understand that of they're mind. really, exactly, I want you to know that there are good things out there and there are options and there is a reason for the stock market and there is a reason for this and there is value in that. And if we can help you be successful in life, then we can come up with good answers of what makes sense for you. And taxes are an important component of that. It's not what you're making. It's what you're keeping. Right. You know, And that, that's how taxes really impact us is there's a lot of inefficient ways to use taxes. I mean, gosh, here let me, let me kind of sidetrack here for a second. What is the most common, in Mike's opinion, income planning failure? People run out as soon as they can. Woohoo! as soon as I can. And <laughs> they take Social Security. Social Security is a reasonably tax-efficient asset class. It's not taxed on the state level, and only a portion of it is taxed on the federal level. And then what is, let's think about this for a second, Tony. What is the other major asset class that most people have in retirement for creating income? Social security. Well, we already said social security, but there (laughs) there are other stuff. The stuff they've saved, right? Well, 401Ks
0: or IRAs, sure.
1: Exactly. And so what do we have a tendency of doing with our 401K? We wait. We wait. And we wait. We wait till we have to, age 70 and a half, take mandatory distribution. So we allow the most taxable thing in our arsenal to grow uh, and delay and grow yeah. and delay until the, the distribution that's mandatory, we're out of it's out of our control. They tell us how much we have to take out, whether it's good or bad. So the most taxable thing that we have in our arsenal, we wait and delay so it's the biggest tax mess as possible. And Social Security, a much, much more tax efficient asset class, we take as soon as we can. That is called backwardsville you know it is so backwards on effective tax planning that whole conversation tony it had nothing to do with income it had nothing to do with investments it has to do with tax strategy and so and that's huge and
0: that's uh, but you're talking about taxes in retirement a strategy to make sure you're not leaving yourself this huge tax burden in in retirement
1: spot on and the, and the whole point being is that's why it's important to work with financial professionals that don't just try to scare you into products, but rather educate you on all of the nuances of life. What is happening with your tax plan? What is happening with your estate plan? What is happening with all these different things that impact you much bigger and much differently than just owning investments? So tax planning is huge and picking professionals that focus on that is huge-er. I don't know. If that, <laughs> I don't I don't have that. If that it's did huge,
0: it. period. But <laughs> but yeah, uh huge we can make awards. That's fine. Uh huge. You're allowed. Yes. You're allowed. Well, this Thank makes you. sense, Thank but you. uh I want to ask you I've heard I've heard you say that taxes are on sale, which is why you might want to use a strategy to convert those uh tax deferred accounts now, pay taxes now so you don't have to Worry about paying any taxes on the growth or uh, anything like that. The principal when you pull mm-hmm. it out. So
1: yeah, well, what a great point, Tony. So all of the tax cuts and things that are in place are temporary. They're set to expire in 2025. So the the change in the tax brackets and all of that stuff expire in 2025. So if you fall into the category of the tax laws and changes are a good deal for you, this isn't opportunity for you to consider that should you convert some money should you change some money should you take a certain amount of income should you create taxation basically knowing that by 2025 your tax rates are going up everybody's unique everybody's an individual we will see in part tony what you're talking about is even some of the shifting in the in the tax brackets so the marginal tax brackets changed they shifted down a little bit and this is kind of interesting remember Taxes are progressive. What that means is, if you fall into the 25% tax bracket, you don't pay 25% on all your money. Um, what you pay is you pay, you know, zero percent on the first phase of money, mm-hmm. you know, that's in that bracket, and then you pay. 12% on the next bucket of money and then 22% and then 24%. See, I even, I'm learning it, Tony, because let's be fair. The tax, the 25% tax bracket doesn't even exist anymore. The um, it's 24%. Yep. So, but the idea is you pay progressively, you pay the relative amount of tax in those brackets as you make more income. And so I, I hear it all the time. Well, I don't want to make that much. I'll fall right into the 25%. Gosh, I am mean, God did it again into the 24% tax bracket. And you say, well, yeah, but remember, you only pay 24% on that amount of money that fell into that bracket. Everything else you pay the lower rates on. So progressive tax rates are very effective for the individual user. It does save you a lot of money in the sense of paying taxation, and I think that that's huge. But the brackets have adjusted. Once again, they're going to expire and change again in 2025, so it's something you want to be aware of. Um, one of the benefits that they were trying to create is there's actually an unintended tax penalty for couples when they make higher amounts of money historically in their combined incomes. They call it the marriage penalty. And they tried to readjust the brackets. That way it was very in line with the concept of how much single pay, uh, single filers would pay. Sure. And to eliminate that that little marriage penalty. So, you know, they did some work there that I think was certainly valuable.
0: Yeah for uh, for sure and i i like the idea of the fact that taxes are on sale and they've lowered the brackets uh but now we have to take a quick break is there oh. anything you want to add before the break
1: yeah absolutely you know if it, taxes are changing taxes are a huge part of the retirement income plan if you don't think about taxes with your retirement income planning process you're probably selling yourself short give my office a call 805-500-7035 Set up a complimentary no cost consultation. We'll go through an initial cash flow income plan with you, and I'll help you understand the tax liability as you start to evaluate where your income is going to come from in retirement. I think it is a very powerful planning strategy. And to me, I think taxes become 90% of the decisions of the investments you buy, the places you take income, all of that. It's a huge part of it. So give me a call, 805 805- 500-7035 we will be right back after this.
0: Most people plan on taking their social security benefits at one of three ages: 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call The Lind Group at 805-500-7035
1: or visit thelindgroup.com to request your complimentary social security maximization report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. And now back to Financially Tuned with Mike Mansfield.
0: And welcome back to Financially Tuned with our amazing host, Michael Mansfield, and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Um, Now that we know a little bit more about it, uh, go into uh, some of these changes and how they're going to affect us a little more.
1: Yeah, sure. So one of the big changes is the standard deduction. So, if you don't know the tax lingo, a standard deduction is the automatic reduction in a taxpayer's tax obligation. So, it's the amount they take right off the top that you don't have to pay taxes on. So, depending on those numbers, historically, you know, a single person, their standard deduction was 6500 bucks, and a married couple was $13,000. they have essentially doubled those. The new standard deduction for a single person is twelve grand. And if you're married, filed jointly, it's 24000 So they're higher. And the point of that was they're just trying to make things simpler. See, a lot of people don't take a standard deduction. They itemize. And they say, well, if I add up my mortgage and I add up some sales taxes and I add up some um, medical issues and some different things like that, if I can come up with more deduction than the standard, then I can use that number instead. And so what the government tried to say was, Well, let's just simplify that process. Instead of having to account for all of these expenses and do all these extra worksheets and all this extra stuff on your tax return, let's just make the standard deduction higher. That's going to help a lot, 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 lot more people take advantage of the standard deduction and therefore, in theory, simplify the tax code. Mm
0: So, well, I think that yeah, I know they want to simplify it, and like you said in our first segment, it's it's ridiculously complex. I mean, seventy sure. some thousand pages of tax codes and laws. <laughs> the average person can't hope <laughs> to, uh, you know, figure it out. Exactly,
1: and 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 like I said, even these new these new changes are complicated to figure out. You know how we consider things, how we keep track of stuff. I mean, the one thing that was interesting was they they created this larger standard deduction, but then they eliminated personal exemptions, which is the amount that a taxpayer could deduct from their taxable income for themselves and their dependents. So, you know, it's some of it's a little bit of a tug of war and that gets a little complicated. But what they did, because then people said, oh, but I have 37 children, you know, for all my tax deductions. What am I to do? And I make that joke. I've got four. So, you know, <laughs> I thought I was cranking out tax deductions before the law change. Yeah. I was like, yes, more tax deductions. My wife doesn't see it the same way. And (laughs) so what they did is they came in and they reformed the child tax credit. So historically, parents could get a $1,000 tax credit per child if they made less than $110,000 filed jointly or less than $75,000 individually. And so What they did since they got rid of these personal exemptions, which inherently give families tax deductions, they instead, they amplified and increased the the child tax credit. And so now it's $2,000 per child and the income limits are significantly higher. It's for a family that makes up to $400,000 filed jointly or $200,000 individually. So this is going to expand child tax credits to a significant more amount of people that earlier weren't able to take those. So, you know, it's just kind of these back and forth deals, Tony, where, you know, bigger deductions, standard deduction, no personal exemptions, higher kitty credits, all this kind of stuff. So it's, uh, everybody is unique. Yeah, I think that's, what's fascinating about this is, is some people, this is really going to benefit and some people it's not. Well,
0: you know, I think that this is really a great discussion. Uh, Talk a little bit more about uh, some other changes that this new bill might introduce. Uh, Obviously, there's the tax credit. Uh, What else?
1: Well, big ticket item that everyone was talking about. It was a huge debate, certainly in California last year, 2017, was talking about mortgage interest deductions. So, you know, oh, we're not going to be able to deduct our mortgages. So the mortgage deduction stuff is still in place. And so just to kind of put it in perspective, last year a mortgage holder could deduct interest on mortgage debt they had up to $1 million. Additionally, they could deduct interest off of a home equity line of credit up to $100,000. So historically, people had the ability to deduct interest of basically $1.1 million of interest off of these expenses. The new law limited the mortgage interest deduction to $750,000. So it's down from a $1 million to seven fifty. dollars and they did remove your ability to deduct interest on home equity lines of credit. So we're just limited to this capped 750 Now, not all is lost, Tony, because I know you're sitting here and be like, dude, I was gonna go buy my million dollar house. What right. happened? Um there's a grandfathering to this whole deal. So if you had a loan prior to December 15th, 2017, you still get the million dollar deduction limit. The 750, the 750000 dollars is only applying to new loans as of December 15th, 2017. And, you know, I mean, even though it's an important law and deducting your stuff is very important, remember, we're talking about loans of $750,000. That's still a pretty expensive property. I mean, even here in Ventura and stuff, you know, the, the median loan isn't that high. So this really only impacts people that are buying pretty expensive, pretty nice properties. Right. Um, you know, so it's just one of those things. And and that's going to be locked in place until 2025 when obviously all of this stuff can change again. The next thing, if I was going to work down the list here just for the sake of time, because I know we're starting to run out of time here pretty quickly, is they did adjust the way that medical expenses are being deducted. Oh, yeah. So it, now this is a weird one. And I, you know, once again, I'm not the government. I don't know why things are the way they are. <laughs> but with the medical expense deduction changes, this only applies for two years beginning in 2017. And then it kind of goes back to the way it was. So I'm not sure why this was such a shorter deal. In any case, medical expenses for most people were, you could deduct anything over 10% of your adjusted gross income. They've lowered that number back down to seven and a half percent of your adjusted gross income. So, It's not a huge change. It's not a huge impact. It's not some crazy thing that everybody needs to stop their pullover in their car right now and listen to what I'm saying. Um, Unless you want to. And write it down. But the idea being is there's a little more hedge there. If you do have high medical expenses, you'll be able to deduct a little more. But we're only talking about a law that's going to be in existence for basically another year. So just kind of is what it is. Another interesting caveat item, just kind of as we're Coming up here to the top of the show. Bottom of the show? Is it the top or the bottom, Tony? I don't know. Uh, I guess it's the bottom. bottom. Yeah. The um state tax laws. And this is, you know, I mean, some of this is almost laughable for a lot of normal human beings. But in 2017, each individual could essentially pass about $5.5 million to their children loved ones, beneficiaries, without incurring estate taxes. If you're married, that means you can pass basically $11 million without incurring any type of estate tax penalties, um, also commonly known as the death tax. Wow. So what they did with the law is they said, well, that's not enough, let's double that. And so the law just doubled and basically said for a married couple, they can pass just over $22 million without incurring estate taxes. Now, that sounds excessive, but if we go back in time, especially last year, the last few years, um, we remember what the value of this was. This obviously doesn't apply to most normal people. This applies to kind of like business owners, and, and the, the example we've always heard is like the farm owner. See, a family might own a family farm, a dairy farm in the Midwest, and that thing could be worth you know $30 million dollars. But it's not cash in the bank, right? It's land, and it's cows, and it's a barn, and it's it's all this stuff. And so when the parents die and give this, this business to their children, well, if the children have a huge, massive tax liability, it has started to cause people to need to sell these businesses in order just to pay the tax bill. And the government has kind of said, eh, man, that stinks. You know, that wasn't the purpose of it you know, this is just for people that have, you know, excessive amounts of cash or that are passing wealth along privately, and they wanted to protect the business owner. And so a lot of this law and regulation was designed to protect the business owner. Now, we've covered a lot of ground today, Tony, and all we did was really scratch the surface in a lot of respects.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to cover when it comes to the new tax laws. uh, There are a lot of changes happening and a lot of them can really affect us. But I think the best thing, uh, the best message from this show, my takeaway, is that, hey, taxes are on sale right now. They're lower than they ever have been, and right. they definitely could easily go up again uh, from the sounds of it. So take advantage and maybe convert some of those traditional retirement accounts like 401ks and Roth or 401ks in traditional areas into a Roth. Wouldn't you say that that would be good advice right now?
1: I think that's that's great advice. And once again, though, Tony, everybody's situation is unique, so we have to evaluate the numbers based on that. But the theme being is, is there are significant opportunities to income planning and tax planning in order to get the most out of this stuff. Remember, most of these things that I discussed today are at the moment set to expire in 2025. That means in 2025, your taxes are likely to be going up. And there's also a caveat thing that nobody's talking about. And that's, you know, every year, Tony, when you, when you like, you know, oh, 2018 taxes and, and all the brackets are always kind of creeping up a little bit. And this year you can put a little more in 401k and this year, you, you know, there's an inflation adjustment associated with taxes. And when they did this new law change, they changed the way they were going to calculate inflation. They changed from the consumer price index, urban index, to the chained consumer price index. And that doesn't have to mean anything to anybody, but all it has to mean to you is inflation adjustments are going to happen slower over the next number of years. So now we have a double-edged sword in 2025. Inflation adjustments on tax rates are weaker and tax cuts are expiring. We're out of time here. As always, we love our listeners. We love all the feedback we get from the show, but give me a call. 805 500 7035 Let's talk taxes. Let's talk retirement income. Let's create a strategy that takes the most benefit out of the tax law reform. So give us a call, 805-500-7035. Visit my main website, thelindgroup.com. And we'll be back the uh, same time, same place next week. So enjoy your weekend.
0: Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit their website at financiallytunedradio.com.